Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. few words uh, about practice this morning before we um, we uh, sit uh, together in silence <clears throat> so maybe if i come back a little bit on what uh, i talked about last evening so inviting a certain amount of calm or non-reactivity in the mind some uh, gathering staying power, so calming factors of the mind, of the heart, of the body, and inviting some quality of energy, curiosity, engagement with the, the material, with the, with the stuff happening, with the phenomena uh, happening uh, in present time. Um, what it tends to do is... Um, when I bring these qualities in, uh, in my awareness, in my, in my experience, what I've noticed is that um, when there's a little bit of this, um, it seems like it's opening the door, making the space for my values to uh, be remembered and become uh, alive, you know? As opposed as uh, if we go in the opposite direction, if there is agitation in the mind, or the mind is scattered, or the mind is reactive, all the opposite of the different qualities that I've been mentioning, uh, what happens then? I know that in my experience, often I forget my values of respect, for example, because I'm angry, agitated, reactive. Suddenly I'll say something that is a little abusive, maybe a lot, or maybe subtly in my own ways, or maybe even in my silence. won't be a caring silence. It will be a guilt-inducing silence, and I'm really skilled at that. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I don't even look <laughs> silent. I'll just pause for a second before answering, and just that pause is full of meaning, Yeah. <laughs> I know that I'm not alone <laughs> at being uh, really skilled in these ways. And so in, when we're away from a mind that is engaged with what's happening, when we're away from a mind that is gathered and uh, has some stability to it, values are forgotten. Values of respect, values of honesty, for example, will disappear because I'm agitated and I really want to look like this, so I'm going to, you know cover a little, you know, present version of reality that is not exactly in line with reality, although I say, you know, I promote myself as somebody who's really interested in the nature of reality, you know, in reality as it is. That's what we do in, you know, Buddhist practitioners, you know. But then in speech, I'll present something else than reality about moi, <laughs> you know. And so that's why I want to bring these qualities so that my values come up. The w little wisdom, shaky wisdom, something I might have heard Bunny say that made sense, you know, that touched me. But I just heard it a couple of days ago. In agitation, in reactivity, in scatteredness, I want to remember that. But if there is a certain amount of tuning in, of attending, of caring, maybe that will pop in my mind. Oh, yeah, Bunny said that. Maybe I could apply it here now. Do you see what I mean? It creates the space for wisdom to arise, even shaky wisdom, not yet integrated or well-owned. Yeah. And so that's why we want uh, to nurture these qualities and explore them. What, what is it like when they're present, when they're absent? 
So not to feel guilty, like, oh my God, I'm scattered. Oh, scattered. Let me be really aware of scattered or reactive. Let me feel the reverberation in the heart and the whole system because I want to be awake to that. That's the absence of calm, the absence of gatheredness or the absence of uh, curiosity. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want this person to have said that or done that or not done that. Yeah. So when you discover a state like this, become aware of it. It's a good situation. I have often uh, find myself say uh, inwardly to my reactivity, whatever it was, you know, anxiety, uh, impatience, uh, self-righteousness. I have so many of these amazing <laughs> qualities of mind. And I've often said, uh, as a mental note, say, don't go away too quickly. Don't go away. Stay here. Arrogance. Stay here. I want to get to know how, you know, it's lonely at the top when I'm the best and I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Like, let me feel both the joy, the delight of it, and the misery of it. I need to actually soak in it a little bit, you know. Uh, don't go away too quickly, despair. Stay around. I want to actually meet you uh, in a, an awakened way, consciously. I want to feel you, not draw in you, not believe you, not be duped by you, or not hate you, but actually get to know you. Oh, this is how discouragement feels. This retreat is never going to end. <laughs> oh, let me feel this. Oh, this is how... Uh, Perception are altered in different mind states. Oh, it seems like this retreat is never going to end. It really appears like this, in this discouraged state. How interesting how future or past is altered uh, in different moods, you know, in gratitude. All oh, my whole life, everybody's been there for me, you know. And in another mind state, you know, nobody loves me. They never did, you know. And so what we're doing here is we're sitting in this really simple form of just, can you just sit here for a few minutes? Can you just walk back and forth for a few minutes? No threat, no challenges. Heart, mind revealed. And so that's why we want to pay attention. Oh, how mind states are affecting perceptions and thoughts and experiences of the body, how they're pleasant or unpleasant. And so here today, perfect day to explore the textures and impacts, effects of the different mind state. Quiet, quiet. Let me feel this opening of quietness for a few seconds or minutes. Or tenderness, friendliness. Let me taste that. Oh, harshness is here. Self-righteousness is here. Let me, oh, what's the feeling? Oh, yeah, I'm right. That's, oh, that's the inner texture of this. So we can explore um, these different uh, mind states, the beautiful one, the helpful qualities, and the ones that are disturbing there we this is not a mistake it's not a failure this is why we came because we want these encounters we don't have to invite them life is generous in this way <laughs> every few minutes <laughs> something pops up you know that becomes alive can that be known can that be met yeah yesterday i talked about um Curiosity, uh, I named that quality a few times. In Buddhist psychology, there's one uh, particular quality uh, that I want to take a few minutes to talk about. It's uh, Dhamma Vichaya. That's the word in Pali. Dhamma Vichaya. So that's uh, one of the ways that curiosity or interest or investigation is alive in practice. So, Dhamma Vichaya, investigation of phenomena. Dhamma in Pali, 
Dharma in Sanskrit. Dhamma with a big, uh, big capital D means the teachings, the nature of things, the teachings of the Buddha. With a small d, Dhamma means phenomena, phenomenon, an experience. And so investigation of a phenomena or phenomenon, I never know which one is the plural, but reorganize it in your, in your mind, you know. Um, so this investigation is a little tricky because we might think investigate means think about. Investigation in Buddhist practice, in meditation, in insight, in vipassana, investigation is maybe more of a feeling, allowing, getting acquainted with, staying with, to allow a thing to develop, or vanish, or fluctuate, or morph into something else. And so we want to be there to feel. So if there is fear, then maybe I would uh, maybe use noting uh, words from uh, Sumedho, Ajahn Sumedho, I think, who says, fear feels like this. Fear feels like this. So I'm inviting myself to feel. So the few words are just to point toward, to invite me in the experience. I've always been fearful, i always be fearful. Not this, but fear. How does it feel? I can't say. Or, oh, yeah, heartbeat. Something like that. So become interested in real time. It's a little bit like if we were a biologist going in the field to study an animal. You know, you don't go see the animal. No, don't eat right now. Eat later. It's going to be better for you to eat, you know. Don't feel that. Don't feel that. Feel something else. It's not like that. You know, you stay a little bit hidden, close by, so you can really see what's happening. And you see how the animal behave. Our emotions are like animals in a way. So we want to stay quiet and observe how they rip the heart open or how they quiet it or make it heavy or light or expensive, expanded or tight or occupied, preoccupied. And so we just use a lot of patience and allow what is happening to be happening and to be known. Can it be okay? Can it be known? Can it be experienced? Inviting calm in? Can I be in the middle of that perturbation? Can I be in the middle of that beautiful, I don't know, spacious heart, mind, light? You know, I don't know. If boundaries of the body dissolve, can that be okay? Can that be known? So, this investigation of a phenomena, for me, as a particular aspect that I like about it, it's, uh, it's pointing to the way we look at it. As, um, so Bunny the other night was talking about wise attention. She said, uh, you know, there's, there's a wisdom we can gain from the voice of another, and there's a wise attention. So an unwise attention would be my regular, habitual kind of attention. So you give me half an hour in silence, and my use of my attention would be all uh, through the lens of moi. Moi and the temperature. What do I think about the temperature? How would I, moi, prefer the temperature to be, or the schedule to be, or what will moi eat later, and when will moi make, take a nap, and future moi after the retreat, and oh, if the moi had taken this retreat before, what would the moi be in relationship to other people? And, you know, and how moi was perceived, and how moi will be perceived, and how, moi, how can I control the perception of others on moi? You know, do you recognize something around this? <laughs> if you say no, not moi, it's probably because you're codependent and you're, all your thoughts <laughs> are about somebody else. I wonder how such person is doing, what they're thinking, what they're, what they're eating right now, what they will eat later, 
how they will be later, how they will be with more <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so this is unwise attention. So wise attention removes the frame reference of moi, me, in that story, and it encounters universal uh, phenomena, nature, human nature, the nature of stress, the nature of stepping, the nature, the ephemeral nature of taste, the ephemeral nature of thinking, the ephemeral nature of emotions, appearing, disappearing, the ephemeral nature of perception. Moi, the worst yogi ever. Moi, the best yogi ever. Moi, that, you know, whatever. Moi, who's doing well. Moi, who's not doing well, you know. And so it's, uh, it's not me-oriented. It's, uh, it's watching phenomena, human nature. So as you're sitting here, you might think it's all about you. You could think that. And you might also discover in the course of the week, or bring this in right now, that it's actually not about you. It's about life and the ways that it manifests in human beings. So we have the chance to be in the middle of this one here, and we'll notice that human beings get agitated. They desire things. They really think that this thing is going to fix everything, you know. When the retreat is over and I'm back home, you know. If the retreat never finished, it would be great. Or it would be, you know, whatever construction. So you'll see how human minds do this. Human hearts do this. Human bodies ache. And uh, all kinds of things. They get self-righteous. They get uh, self-loathing. And they don't mind. They go from one to the other in a few minutes. <laughs> and so I'm not saying this in a cynical way, you know. I'm, uh, when the practice is well done, all this is leading to care, to tenderness, to compassion for the human heart, mind. Yeah? So this is how we... Uh, we come close to mind states and body states and heart states and moods and emotions that are sp- what's the word in English spur or explode or land suddenly or you know So any phenomena that is of the physical nature, so that first foundation that uh, Bani was talking about, so foundation, establishment of mindfulness, it means area, aspects of experience that are deserving of great care and interest and calm uh, knowing, something like that. So the whole experience of the body, the posture, you know, yes, you could think about yourself for the half hour, but you could also become aware of that the body is sitting, that there is sound happening, and that the sound is unpleasant or pleasant. And so just notice the experience as it is, not in terms of I would prefer this or that, but oh, this is what's happening now. Can it be felt? Can it be known? Same thing with emotions. And maybe, uh, so, uh, sorry, so first foundation, everything that has to do with the body, the posture of the body, the breath, uh, the sensations, the senses, the activities of the body. In the text it says, when he, she, they uh, open their arm or reach, they know they're reaching. When she turns her head, she knows she's turning her head. That's the level that we're invited uh, uh, to play at here. And so is that true for you? That when you're walking, suddenly you're like, who's walking over there? You know? Do you know the head is turning? Do you know there's an intention to look? Or are you caught in, in this, you know, uh, entranced, Wow, so that's really an invitation to slow down and notice, you know. 
yesterday I was saying, do you know that you're doing this while you're doing it? Are you aware of that? Yeah. So, first uh, foundation, everything that has to do with the body. And then we'll talk more about this, but the second foundation, or the second area of our experience we can become aware of and interested in is the experience of pleasantness or unpleasantness. I don't know how it is for you, but for me, every time that bird hits that window, I'm hearing, and it comes with a strong uh, strong displeasure uh, for me. It's so strong that it, 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 uh, it has an impact on, the, on the, the chest. It contracts the chest. And so I want to be aware of this, how it appears and disappears, how interrelated I am. I don't have to think, oh, I'm interrelated. Insight is the feeling uh, level of it. Discovering how impacts happen all the time. And what we call the third foundation is the, is the aspects of mind, the qualities of mind. The instructions of the Buddha, I didn't bring them, but I can paraphrase them. The Buddha says, when the mind is quiet, one knows the mind is quiet right now. When the mind is agitated, one knows the mind is agitated. When the mind is, uh, or the heart is uh, tight, one knows the heart is tight. When it's expanded, one knows that it's expanded. It doesn't say, oh, it's tight. It shouldn't be tight. It should let go now. You know, it should be open. It doesn't say that. That's not the instructions. The instructions is... uh, is a mindfulness that is non-violent, non-coercive, non-demanding, non-acquiring. It meets what is there with curiosity, with maybe stability of mind, as much as is possible in that moment, not more, as much as is possible in that moment, meeting the state of the heart, the mind tone, the mood in there. There is always a mood. Even a neutral mood is a mood because it's not a reactive mood or a grumpy mood or a loving mood. Yeah. So today, you know, it's going to be a rich field of uh, mind states, emotions, moods, states of the heart. Call it as you want. It's all in the same uh, foundation, domain, of the qualities of the mind. And we have the whole week to explore more of this. Yeah. Can that, can we, is that enough for us today? I think there's plenty of reality here. I don't think we need to be anywhere else to find life, you know. There's lots of life happening here. At any moment, full of life, tingling, tending, being lost. So let's go and explore this uh, a little bit. Make sure you don't become rigid, like, okay, meditation now, I have to be efficient. It's not like that at all. We're allowing. We can invite relaxation. We don't have to be efficient. We have the whole day of practice. We don't have to create anything. We don't have to dig deep in anything, we just notice what is noticeable, what is affordable, what is palpable, tangible, present, knowable, right now. Maybe we discover that there is a body sitting here.
and it's touching something, the ground, the chair, hands are touching, knees, or some one another. Can that be known and not devalued? might notice suddenly that this body is breathing and experience that. This body is hearing, sensitive to sound and silence. And we might at some point notice some experiences of pleasure or displeasure appearing and disappearing or staying. Some experiences will be neutral in this way, not pleasant nor unpleasant, but still alive, happening, knowable. So we just see if we can allow life to take the form it takes internally or externally. And if it can be experienced consciously, calmly, At some point we'll discover a mood or a tone in there. Tone of calm or a tone of uh, dis-ease or discomfort or tone of joy or any other flavor or texture or color of the mind or heart. And this too, we'll see if it can be allowed like that, if it can be known, met, felt. have to solve anything. At some point, the attention might want to rest in the <coughs> belly, breathing, or in the calmness or joy. Rest in the heart that might be spacious or broken, 
be good to notice once in a while if the mind is friendly, benevolent. Maybe we can invite that, that. Sometimes the mind is flexible, pliable. We can invite the quality and it appears. Sometimes the mind is not so malleable or flexible. It's a little rigid and it's like that at that time. There can be a little friendliness in the mind, a little benevolence. It usually makes everything more smooth.
So I don't know uh, which of uh, my many teachers, but one time one suggested, and you can check if that's uh, true for you, but this teacher said uh, there's always attention. There's always some kind of attention that is going on. And uh, what we're doing here is we're just discovering where it habitually goes, and we're also we're redirecting it. So, for example, you'll be moving about, and your attention might not be in the, on the fact that you're actually walking right now. It might be in your room where you're going, you know, in the thought of the room. So, thoughts about stuff. So, a lot of our time, attention is giving to, given to... Uh, concepts, ideas that we have. Over there, what's happening over there? If I was over there, when I'll be over there, when I'll be done. So it's not done yet, but when I'll be done, you know, that's what's in my mind is when it will be done. And so here we're redirecting attention to uh, what's happening here now, here now, what is happening here now. And so we discover that there is a body moving or breathing or that there's a mind thinking or emoting, or <coughs> mooding, yeah. So, uh, so that's partly what we're doing here. We're waking up, waking up to what's happening here now, besides my ideas about it and where my attention has left in ideas. We're waking up uh, to what's happening. And so, as you'll be walking, doing the walking today, you can uh, bring attention to this. To the first foundation of the activities of the body, the senses, the impressions of the senses, but also, once in a while, the quality of the mind, of the heart. Sometimes it will appear to you because it will be intense. But there's always something happening in the mind. Sometimes it's an intense emotion of joy or, or equanimity or reactivity or fear or desire but sometimes it's very it's much more subtle is there uh, mindfulness there that's something happening in the mind that you can be aware of is there presence is there what is are you even slightly curious so sometimes I'm sitting here I'm like so what's here so there is some Goodwill, you know, I'm not into ill will, like, you know, looking for trouble. The mind is available in some way. It's very subtle. I could easily miss it. But when I, I notice it, I'm like, oh, this mind is, is open, not like, ah, oh, open, like this, but just open, available. Do you see what I mean? This I could easily miss. But if I become attentive, what's the qualities of the heart mind? Yeah, there's, there's absence of agitation, absence of um, reactivity. Like I'm not having a big process around something that I want, you know. I'm not triggered. Oh, non-trigger. Feels like this. Absence of desire for something else. Feels like this. It's good to get to know these more subtle states of mind or qualities of mind. Are there any questions about the practice so far? Yes, please. Sometimes I'll observe a thought. Sometimes I'll observe a thought. Um, and I can judge, and judge is the right word, but um, stay with it. Know when to stay with it and know when not to. Know when to investigate it. Is, is there a question there? Yeah. Oh, so you're asking me when? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, um, so, so thoughts, that's another phenomena happening in our experience. Huh? There is hearing, there is sensing, uh, touch, and there are also ideas being produced in the mind, sometimes in the f- 
things that are happening in, in the heart and mind, sometimes our mood or emotions, they're felt and they're felt in the body, and sometimes there are ideas and thoughts. So it might be something said or something heard, or it might be an image that appears. Yeah. So the, the most important aspect of it in this practice here is that when there's a thought, is to be aware that there's thinking that is happening. So the investigation would not be so much that, why do I think this, why, you know, it would not be discursive and conceptual, but just that a thought is, has appeared and disappeared, or maybe that there's, so sometimes I'll be sitting here, and there's a lot that this mind has to say, to comment or something, or retell a story, and I seem to not be able to stop it. You know, it, there's a charge to it. and there's a, So I'll just be there. And mainly my job often will be to actually just n- be aware that this mind has a lot to say. You have a lot to say right now, huh, honey? There's a lot to say about that. So I try to keep aware. Instead of being entranced and follow the thought and, you know, be swallowed or captured by it, uh, I try to be aware that this mind is producing a lot of comments or judgments or ideas or, you know, so it's alive in this way. And, and I try to stay uh, awake to that. So not get so much drawn in, but aware that it's producing idea, receiving them or emitting them, depending on how it feels. Yeah? And uh, at some times, sometimes it's more quiet. There's really hearing is predominant and the experience of silence or cold or hands touching. And once in a while, an idea will drop in. I can become aware of this. So the investigation is extremely simple. It might look passive. I'm not doing much with the thought, not debating it, not asking it to go. I'm not doing much. I'm just allowing it to do its thing, and I'm aware of that, and aware maybe of the impact. So, you know, sometimes I'm sitting here and suddenly will pop up in my mind, you know, the image of somebody I know with whom I have a troubled relationship will appear, you know, and I'm not supposed to go like, no, I'm with the breath, you know, clean slate, clean slate, you know, neutral yogi, you know. <laughs> it's not like that, you know. So if something arises, a thought of a person, I'll, I'll try to be aware, like, wow, imagery, imagery impacting the heart or not. You know, how joy, creating joy, or creating, uh, if I think of like, I don't know, being back home with my cat, you know, I don't have a cat, but, (laughs) you know, if like suddenly, oh, I want to be aware of this, there's the image of a cat and there's a pull, there's a, there's a charge to it. It's very, just what is knowable. I don't want to dig in analysis. It's extremely Simple. What is apparent here? The impact on the heart, the impact on the body, and the appearing and disappearing nature of it, or the passing nature of it. You know. So if there's a lot to say, I'll notice the. In French, the word is déferlement, the the stream-like nature of it. You know, like toilet paper being unrolled <laughs> like this. You know. And I won't start to debate, don't think, you know, but just like, wow, a lot, a lot of energy in the mind or heart. Is that a little helpful? Yes? yes? Okay. So when there's a mood, when there's a, you don't have to get rid of it. You can allow it to be felt, you know. Yes. Um, you mentioned observing things as if you're a biologist watching an animal from a distance. I find that as soon as I'm aware of something, the animal knows that I'm watching and it will stop acting naturally in that sense. And if I'm not aware of it, then whatever I'm experiencing happens naturally and it just goes on. But as soon as I'm aware of it, even if I stand at a distance, it's like it knows that I'm aware and 
will no longer act naturally, and now I'm sort of controlling where where it goes instead of letting it uh, yeah letting it happen. And I, I imagine it being like like a rebellious teenager doing whatever, and then mom or dad following along. Mom or dad is the awareness, and mom or dad is interested in what what the kid is doing, but as soon as they're interested, the kid doesn't want to do it anymore. And so I find that a little bit difficult. As yeah. As I'm aware, it just, it just stops. Yeah. So the image that I used in a way is, uh, is limited because uh, although it seems passive, that's why I used I said it looks passive, the kind of in- investigation. It's actually not. You're totally right. It's participative, if that's a word. <laughs> because when we bring in the equation uh, care and interest and calm, if it's really mindfulness, because sometimes what is observing or feeling or is not mindfulness. Mindfulness might take a few years to refine and because often what we is actually looking is judgment, you know, or wanting something else, you know. So it's not mindfulness yet. We're working on it. That's why we came here to explore that, you know. And so the more the more the mindfulness will re, uh, refine and and be really uh, non-coercive, caring awareness, then it will also have an impact. But mostly, not mostly, it will be an, a positive impact. So it will participate. So, so that's what we call getting out of habits. So if there's no mindfulness, you'll just like spend your time, I don't know, anticipating or planning or, or obsessing or uh, resenting or all the things we do. And then you bring a little mindfulness, boop, and it's a little shy to do that. Like it doesn't know how to do it anymore because there's awareness there, Yeah. And slowly, what will be cultivated will be care and curiosity and patience and all these qualities that will be really useful. Do do you recognize something in what I'm saying? So that's why we actually want to be aware of what's happening, because it alters the experience. It does. This is why there is a it's it's a path, you know, it's it's making habits that are detrimental to us and others diminish when they're seen fully. Not hated, not judged, but just seen, oh, this is how it is right now. And so the intuitive aspect is that when we're actually encountering mindfully or heartfully or kindfully, when we're encountering uh, something in the mind that is uh, detrimental to us, it will the in, the instinct will be that we won't want to feed that because we'll feel the pain, you know. So if I'm like, you're gone again from the breath and you're in thoughts and come on, come back, you know. If I'm like this, and if I get sensitive enough at some point, I'll notice, oh my God, I thought this was the voice of reason and intelligence. But in mindfulness, I'm finding out that it's abusive. And so I, I will start undo, untrain that voice. Yeah. So you, So I think you're absolutely right in your observation when there is mindfulness, if there is mindfulness of thought, sometimes you'll see the thought stops. It doesn't have enough charge, but sometimes it has charge. So it'll stop for a second, but it'll kick back in right away. No, we'll plan. <laughs> anyway, you know, or it'll negotiate. Give me 30 seconds. I'll do your breath. But now I really need to plan, you know, the afternoon nap. You know? And then what we do is we just bring mindfulness again, bring mindfulness again. And at some point there will be renunciation. We won't feel like we need to actually do that. We'll figure out that it's a habit, not some, something I want to do. First it appears like, I want to do that. I want to think about this. And suddenly it's like, I actually don't really want to do it. It's, but there's a, like a momentum to it. You know? And then with the power of just noticing, oh, it does that again, it does that again, that will crumble. In the same way, if with mindfulness we notice generosity, for example, in oneself or other, internally or externally, if we meet it with the quality awareness, we won't dismiss it. We'll actually be touched by it. It will reverberate. And we'll be intuitively uh, 
understanding that this is actually helpful for me and the other, that's good for us in the community, in the society, that benevolence or generosity. If I'm attuned and there is generosity in me or the others, I will probably notice that it's onward leading. And so it's not passive, it will cultivate it, it will uh, nurture it if it's uh, something that is uh, wise. Okay? Okay, so um, more meetings this morning for some of us. So check uh, check uh, the time and place again. Um, a few announcements, maybe. Uh, please, with notes, make sure you write, you sign your name, own your note. That's a, that's a practice to actually own what's happening. And like this, uh, for us, it's informative and we can answer what's uh, being uh, um, uh, mentioned about or not, but still, I think it's a, it's a good practice. Um, also, if we don't answer, certainly my, I, I'll, I'll say this like this, if I don't answer your, your note, I'm not big into notes. So that's one of my failure as a teacher. Uh, Many notes, I find that it's good to actually stay with the question. I prefer you answer it than I, or time, or practice. And so that might be what's happening. Also, I might lose the note. Or this morning, I actually noticed that there was some, somebody had signed the note, but it was signed somewhere else than where I thought it would be. And so, anyway, so notes are very imperfect, certainly in my case. And uh, I also have an idea that sometimes we get naughty as yogis, you know. Like we need to relate. Here it's an experience of solitude. And so that's what I personally want to uh, uh, nurture, is that experience of being with this stuff, you know. And so, um, yeah, trying to walk the middle path here is not easy. So I'm trying to use my discernment also. Uh, and you'll use yours, and then there'll be a happy encounter, or, or not. Um, if you have requests, if you have uh, informed the kitchen or Janet that uh, there's something you can't eat, or so, that you have special needs around food, watch towards the end of the first table. There might be a dish for you that recognize that uh, includes or don't include something that uh, you're needing. So be aware of this. There might be a little dish hidden for you in there. And, uh, yeah? Okay. So have a good morning of uh, exploration. May it be rich and full of discoveries, not just pleasant or unpleasant. <laughs>